Millersville is a special place. You know, there are a lot of different types of students who go there. And there was a kid who went to Millersville once who was first in their family to go to college. Kid came from a broken home, was on free or reduced lunches in high school. You know, instead of falling through the cracks, Millersville is able to get kids like that to graduation. Mm. And this student in particular, after graduating, now travels the world teaching English in Hungary and Poland and Germany. And the reason that Millersville means so much to me is because that kid who went to Millersville that I'm talking about was actually me. Houston, Texas. This is the What's Next podcast, Houston's number one platform where I invite creators to share their journeys and give us a depiction of their visions. Most important, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? John Ross Dyke the first. My brother came into town, y'all. And created the What's Next podcast, dropping every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. My brother JR is here. Mm. Let's go. Yo, I feel like 95. Sachi on my body. All that ballin' is a hobby. Yes. 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 Houston, Texas. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Welcome to episode 134 of the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary Inc. That's W H A T S, no apostrophe, N E X T, exclamation, question mark. The What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary Inc. This is a creative story. And there was no way possible that my brother for over 17 years, yes, 17 years, could come to Houston, Texas, hang out with me before his big day in July. And we not podcast. Welcome to the What's Next podcast, man. Thank you. To that we say Slava Ukraini. You know what that means? I have no idea. That's what you say to someone who's Ukrainian right now. And okay. then the response is Erovem Slave. Let me tell you something about my guy here, JR, to my right hand side. This guy speaks about 30 languages. <laughs> Fluently too, he speaks. Be- he probably speaks better Spanish than I do. Say posible. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Houston, Texas. My name is John Ross Dyke. John Ross Dyke, the first founder of Still Visionary Inc. and creator of the What's Next podcast, dropping every Tuesday at six p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at John Ross Dyke and Still underscore Visionary. Also, the What's Next pod underscore my cash app is John Ross Dyke, and my website is stillvisionary.com. And uh, subscribe on Patreon. I got three tiers. Whenever you can, Josh, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Josh Belise, and <laughs> I was about to give my admission spiel. <laughs> I work in education okay. full-time, okay. and uh, you know, working in education right now, it's really interesting after mm. the pandemic. Mm. We've been talking a lot since we've been together about uh, you know, the way that the pandemic has changed education today, and especially for the ELLs, the English language mm. learners. So it's really important that we continue to advocate for all of our students, but especially those who, uh, who need a little bit more support. Okay. Okay. Um, I have this um cup that I that I use in, in a way to 
become more proficient in speaking on this podcast. I borrowed an idea from a podcast that I, I frequently listen to, and it's called my um cup. And at the end of the month, right? Or yeah, at the end of the month, I like to donate all of that money to St. Jude. So every time I say, um, I drop a dollar in the cup. So it kind of, <laughs> it kind of keeps me sharp. And so, yeah, this is my um cup. So you're going to see me drop a couple of dollars in here from time to time. But don't be alarmed. This is not, you know, I'm not taking this to the strip club. You're going to need more dollars than that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, the rest will be I'll use. So I'll let you know every time that I, I say, um, I'm going to put a dollar in the cup. The year is 2003. Five. The year is 2005. I would say sometime around the top of the year, January, February of 2005. And I was looking for an escape from college from Houston, Texas. And I was in the dorm room at college. I saw a flyer on the wall. It said, audition, something like that. Do you want an intern at Disney World? I said to myself, well, I've never been to Disney World, ever. As a child, never really knew what it was. So let me give it a shot. I get accepted Right. And so for a semester in college. I went to Disney World and I was working nothing specifically tailored, tater, tailored to college. It was just kind of an escape. Houston, Texas, later on that year, May the 23rd, 2005, I arrived in Orlando, Florida. Later on that summer, my brother came to Orlando, Florida as well. And we were roommates. So we've had a friendship, a relationship, a brotherhood since then because we roomed together. We worked together and we stayed in contact after leaving Disney World, which I think was more of the this is where the friendship kind of begins. This is where the friendship sees if it has any validity. If two people from two different two different sides of the country um, can continue to befriend each other at a distance. And so my brother came down this weekend to celebrate his last right to being a single man. <laughs> so we're here now. Um, welcome to Houston, man. Welcome to the What's Next podcast. And let's pick up from why Disney World for you? Kind of similar to you. I was in a spot in my life when I was what? 19 years 19, old, 19, think, 20. 19 or 20. Right. And it was like, you know, financially I was having challenges being able to pay for college and I was applying for scholarships and I was just looking for something that could keep me connected with college, but right. give me, you know, an opportunity to earn some money and to get some experience. And I'm like you, you know, before Disney, before we did that, Aladdin was cool. Lion King was cool. I think I went to Disney once in fifth grade, but never really had any affinity for Disney. Mm. And then we went down there and mm. we started working. You get to see all of the really awesome stuff that goes into making Disney World possible. Right. I mean, everything from the utilidors and, you know, all of the the fireworks and everything. It's, it's really incredible. Highly, I highly recommend it. Would you too? Yes, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Keep going. 
but now they have the the new housing and you know the housing that's being built today for younger people for student for students in college there's a lot more privacy involved with that for us we were a ton of we were six guys in sharing a three bedroom apartment right we they had us packed in there like sardines exactly they had us packed in there like sardines four of us sharing a bathroom mm. it was so you really got to know the people that you were living with right. that you were working with right. and that, that honestly that's one of the reasons why i think our friendship has lasted so long because during that time I got to see how hard of a worker you are. Mm. And I know everybody behind the camera can't see this, but you've got a lot of stuff that you're working on here. (laughs) (laughs) You're hustling, man. Right. So, uh, you know, that just your work ethic and how much you care about the people in your life. That's Mm. something that when I think of Jr. John Ross, you know, I'm thinking this is a guy who cares. Whoever he is spending his time with, these are people that he cares about. No doubt. Whether it's friends, family, viewers. So yeah, you mean the world to me, man. No, you too, man. So so um God damn it, Josh. So my man is from Jersey, grew up in PA. And so when I was trying to come to the East Coast for the first time, it was around that 20, 21, 22 time period actually we get back from disney world in 2006 so three years later i come out and i'm like hey josh i want to come out i want to finally see new york i want to finally see the east coast because i I can only see it in music right and so i fly out to we ended up in philadelphia we see philly um i'm gonna run out of money like you said (laughs) We see Philadelphia, and I forget the rest, but we see Philadelphia. We have a good time. We part ways. I go see the president, become the president of the United States of America, and then I come back home. So every time that I've gone out to the East Coast, I've always made it an effort to see my man, Josh, because you can't. You got to check, you gotta check in. You got to check in. You got to see, hey, how you doing, man? Come see me. I'm going to come see you. Show me around. Show me what it's like to be on the East Coast. So Josh and I go back a while, a while. But the thing that I find very interesting about you, man, is I seldomly talk about U of H ever. You know, when we were in the Elite Eight, I'm like, go Cougs. You know, that that's part of that being distant that led me to Disney World, right? But you constantly talk about Millersville. Why? Houston, what's going on? Welcome to my Patreon page. You've been asking, JR, what's going on with the podcast? Well, starting March the 15th, 2022 at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, full episodes of the What's Next podcast will be exclusively available on Patreon. You being here means one thing, that you're in support of me, Still Visionary Inc., and the What's Next podcast. So I'd love it if you subscribe to one of my three tiers. I do what I do for myself to prove that I can do it for others. See you on Patreon. Oh, man. What were we saying? Change. Mm. It's inevitable. So I think for students who maybe don't know what they want to do, especially as they're getting closer to graduation for, from high school to college, don't stress about it because everything is changing right now, right? And universities are no longer trying to teach students 
what to think. We're trying to show students how to think so that they can solve all of these problems or challenges that are coming up in society that are preventing access. And it's, it's kind of cool. It's also a little bit scary, but I think education is still a great way to change lives. We have more in common than anybody would ever think. JRBJRD, Disney World, the foundation, education, and a love for another language. Mm. Your love for Spanish. Yeah. I was so frightened to take that test in, in Orlando to have a little... You know, when you had you had the badges all on your on your ID, you had the German badge, the French badge. What other badges did you have on that? Those were the those were the two main ones. I, I don't think I ever took the ones for Italian or Spanish mm-hmm. or So so what happened was when we, we used to work at Pecos Bill and El El Pirata. And these were how would you what would you call it? So Pecos Bill, I did quick service food and beverage. You did quick service food and beverage. Mm-hmm. So what would happen is we would dress up in these costumes or these work uniforms or whatever, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Dressed up like cowboys. With a little bow tie and a vest. (laughs) And and we would people would come in from all across the country. So it was a it was a blessing to have people that you can you can you know, the, the ID badge or the flags on the badge allowed people to say, okay, well, that guy speaks this language. Mm. So I'm gonna go to him so I can order this food. So Disney World was this platform where anybody could come by and never feel excluded from anything. Right. Food, culture, activities, rides. Disney World was this big place. It's sort of like very inclusive. Yeah. 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 And so he had he had German and French uh, flags mm-hmm. on on his badge, which sign- which signified him being able to speak those languages. And I wanted to take the Spanish test, but I just never took the, never had the courage to do it. But you still spoke Spanish, yeah, to guests. Which yes, was nice. I did. I did. And you know that's another thing that Disney did that, for me as someone who speaks of multiple languages, always impressed me because backstage, we would always see signs, and the first one would. The first part of the sign would be English, then it would be Creole, and then it would be, there were usually a couple languages on there, right? Spanish. Spanish, yeah. So Disney was, from what I've seen out of a lot of, you know, we've been around the block now at this point, but Disney was really the most inclusive place I've ever Mm -hmm. seen, not only for being inclusive for the guests, but also for the cast members. Right. And I think when you're in in an environment that you feel supported, you get closer to the people that you work with. Houston, Texas. My man Josh Ryan Belize is here. Touchdown, had to touch the podcast. I do what I do for myself to prove that I can do it for others. Josh and I will be on the podcast again sometime soon in the near future. Oh, happy Easter, everybody. Peace and blessings. Yo, I feel like 
prices are the This is the upper crust, fuck is up. John Ross Dyke first, founder of Still Visionary Inc. and creator of the What's Next podcast, dropping every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time.